2: That's better. H E L P dot com slash swish.
3: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all Potter Podcast.
0: Swish
2: and flick.
0: Everyone? Swish
2: swish and flick. Hello and welcome to episode one hundred and seventy seven of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie.
3: And I'm Sarah.
2: (laughs) And I'm ready. <laughs> Are you to go to bed. But we'll record this first. So this episode is sponsored by Chrissy hoke Thank you Chrissy. Thanks Thank you. Chrissy.
0: Thank we you. hope that that's how you say your last name. We even googled it. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Let Google. <laughs> Today we will
2: be discussing the first half of chapter 30 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. You're all ready for it. Grup. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to punt your way through the details. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Before we begin, let's go to (laughs) Megan for some news and then some weekly profit news.
0: So we felt like we couldn't start the recording today without touching on what happened in America as of this recording yesterday. Um, the, literally, I wrote this in our doc and I couldn't get over the wording that I had to use. And like, I still can't believe that this actually happened, but I put the siege of the capital, uh, which is just such a profound thing to say. And is a really scary thing to say, um, that happened. Um, you know, obviously we, we denounce what happened. That is not how you handle uh, That's not how you handle a situation. Uh, you know, our Constitution is important. Our democracy is important. It's something that everybody in the U.S. should keep close to your heart. That is that is what America is about. Our Constitution, following the Constitution, following democracy. Um, just because you don't agree with something doesn't mean that you can basically throw a fit and have it reversed. That was a little bit more than a fit. That was a scary, scary thing that happened. That was something that is literally an act of domestic terrorism. Mm -hmm. Um, That is, it's just not okay. Uh, So ways that we can move forward from this, I think the most important thing that we can do as a nation is urge everybody to vote. Mm That, you know, the more people that vote... And the more that this victory that was being, um, what's the word I'm looking for, this victory that was being questioned, you know, mm-hmm. if the if the margins were without question, there would have been nothing to argue, right? So if more people vote, then that means more voices, that means more data behind it. It's just like less and less questionable the more people that go out and vote. If you're 18 and older and you're not registered, do it now so that you are ready for the next election. Don't wait until the last minute. Go right now and register. And then always make sure as you're getting closer to elections that you're checking to make sure that your address is correct. Everything is in order so that you can take place, take part in one of the most important acts as an American, which is voting. Educate yourself on the candidates. Yes, Tiffany.
2: Something that I do want to point out about your last statement here, that black lives still matter. That's exceptionally important. And I want to identify the differences in what happened yesterday at the Capitol with what happened this summer. One side was protesting their lives. Yeah the other false statements about an election.
0: Yeah. There's, They're very different. There's no so comparison. do not compare the two. The one thing that I think is important to compare, though, is the response of law enforcement. And it was not okay. I'm not saying that they should have used tear gas and shot rubber bullets and done all of these crazy things to to the people yesterday, I'm saying clearly we see that they can respond in a way that they don't need those things. And I think that that's really important to point out the fact that this past summer, majority of those protests were peaceful. They were peaceful protests. People were chanting. People were having vigils. And they were being stopped by law enforcement for doing these peaceful protests. Um, it was clearly targeted differently because of the color of people's skin. And uh, I think that t- for me personally, Megan, one of the most important takeaways from yesterday was, you know, quite a few politicians kept saying, "This isn't us, this isn't America. And I just wanted to be screaming at them saying, but it is, and it has been. This is exactly what America has been, and I think that it is. I'm not saying we can't change. Obviously, that would be depressing, right? Like, we have to have hope. But to say that's not America, I mean, look, how long has it been since the civil rights movement, and we can't move past this? It's 2021, and... There is still people (laughs) who are waving Confederate flags at the Capitol. A Confederate flag has never made it into the Capitol building until yesterday. And I just, it disgusts me. It, It makes my skin crawl. There were Nazi flags. There was a man in a hoodie that said, staff at Camp Auschwitz. I mean, it is just disgusting and I want to have hope that we can move forward from this um and I think that we can it's just going to take a lot of work yes
2: a lot of work and before we move on because we are but we needed to say this now if you're wondering if you're on this side of the fence and you're wondering why is my Harry Potter podcast talking about politics in current day Well, because, one, we have a platform and we have a voice and we are going to use it. Two, it absolutely 100% matters. It matters to speak up. And three, if you want to get into the Potter side of things, this absolutely ties in to the Harry Potter series and speaking up and standing up for what's right. So if you want your Potter parallel, there you go.
0: And if you think about it, if you just listened to our episode last week, right, talking, or maybe it was two weeks ago, it was definitely the last chapter, talking about Professor Umbridge coming in and taking over, Dumbledore going away, Fudge, like, all of this, like, government, it's a direct tie-in. And we have definitely alluded to this in past episodes, but, like, it is, you know, the parallel is there, and it's an important thing to talk about and as four women with a platform we feel that this is important and we need to say it so thank you for listening Mm -hmm. we hope that your eyes were opened and you learned from what happened yesterday if you weren't already you know thinking that that shouldn't happen (laughs) I hope everybody who's listening to us thinks that that never should have happened but if anything I hope that your eyes were at least opened um, and we can move forward from this and make changes yes
2: absolutely tell me some weekly profit (laughs) yeah
0: so moving into regular weekly profit um, I'm kind of excited about this so Noma (gasps) Dumasweni I just read the link. Is that I don't know how to say her last name. I probably totally butchered it. But wait! The, oh, the original actor <gasps> for Hermione, Hermione. in *Curse Child* um, is joining the live-action *The Little Mermaid*. So exciting! Dude. Who's she gonna? Uh, who's she gonna play? I don't know. In a newly mm-hmm. created role, not present in the original. Okay. Ooh. are they doing? Uh, is she like her mom or something?
3: I don't know. Could be, because you don't see her mom in the, the No,
2: you movie. don't. If that's a new role, that's so my guess. So she's joining
0: what? Halle Bailey as Ariel, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, David Diggs is epic. playing Sebastian. Dude, yes. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. She's going to be in a movie. That's so awesome for her. So Directed by Chicago and Into the Woods film director Bob Rob, nope Rob Marshall cool. and music by uh, obviously Alan Menken who wrote the original <gasps> songs but Lynn Manuel is joining yeah. too yeah oh, that's awesome yeah so cool so I'm super excited about that that's really exciting yeah I love me some Little Mermaid I'm really curious as to what her role is going to be because I would think um. Like she's, I mean, she's a relatively like big name. I mean, people in the Broadway world know who she is. So yeah, definitely. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be a role that has more screen time than just like you know, Ariel's sister or whatever. Do you think maybe (laughs) like
1: you know how in Mulan there's no Mushu, instead like her guardians of Phoenix, maybe Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. of Flounder, there's going to be like a more
0: oh maybe yeah because they haven't announced anybody for Flounder. Uh
2: didn't they have one when they did like the little show didn't they had it like air live like last year or something
3: oh um oh Oh, I don't know wasn't there flounder there He was like a young kid I think I think so I never I didn't watch, I it. Didn't watch My that favorite one. thing
2: is to start talking about something that I don't really know anything about <laughs> and <laughs> not have anything to follow it up with. I That's just heard that, that live action talents.
3: was kind of bad. I don't remember really watching it at all. Let's
2: scuttle this.
0: You're welcome. So on that note, make sure that you follow us on Spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Swish Supporting our podcast helps keep us going. It gains access. It gives you access. Sorry to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you so much for all of your support. Chelsea
1: in the chat corrected me and said Jacob Tremblay is playing Flounder, so I don't know who Noma's gonna be. Interesting.
0: I'm Noma excited. Noma
1: knows. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my fans are
2: asking for a scuttle recap.
3: Before uh. you do it, Katie, <laughs> is the last word supposed to be Mrs. Norris? Yeah. Okay. Just
1: I did curious. finish that summary. I mean recap.
3: There's, there's no, there's, it's not ended with any. There's no punctuation. Oh my
1: Mrs. gosh! It's a bullet point for my brain. <laughs> <laughs> with no bullet point.
2: <laughs> How am I going to do this? All
3: right. Recap, recap, recap.
1: <laughs> that was beautiful That was pretty good Thanks This was my first time <laughs> It was kind of Oh my god It was kind of perfect for what my recap is gonna be Because our last episode was a whirlwind of insanity Like really crazy um, We went all over Yeah we were joined by our buds from a Hyperspace Hangout As in Matt and we discussed is Mrs.
0: Norris a house elf?
1: Yeah, that came up along with a lot of other weird stuff. So, yeah, I'm not even going to ruin it because it actually was really cool.
3: I do but... have a question cuz I probably won't listen and didn't listen. Cuz I am a great host of this podcast. <laughs> but did did Ezra bring up um the like theory that she was like a lady? You know how like we had talked about
0: that? Yeah. yeah. So okay, so this was really cool because it, he brought up the he brought up the idea that she could be a familiar, which I really mm. liked because her name that is was me. Oh, was it was you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's because this puff. Because not it's like, wow,
3: like that's really like he talked about like usually doesn't bring stuff like that to the table. <laughs> Didn't we talk
0: about that before though? Well, I don't know if we talked about it to this depth because Katie was like well her name is mrs norris and then we were like and filch is a squib and so is mrs fig and her two cats are mister but then she also has one that doesn't have a mister in front of it and just has a name so i was like well does that mean that they're familiar if they're like a mister or mrs but he did bring up the fact that why is it mrs norris and not miss norris so was she married at some point who is she's Mr. Norris? Who is still. Mr. Norris? I don't know
2: what goes on at that castle. Never know. I think she was once a lady.
1: Yeah, she's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> a lady. Oh, 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 she's a
2: lady.
1: Give she me walks a around singing with two my shrubberies. Good, you meow, can go meow. on. What's Can going I on? About? I don't know. Oh, what's going on? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and that makes
1: me, song now
3: makes yeah. me think of that show Sense8, which I loved, and then they canceled after two seasons, which is really good. I really enjoyed that show. So the summary goes as this. The twins are gone. And if you're wondering which twins, it's the Weasley twins. They're gone, but don't worry. The fun hasn't stopped. <laughs> Peeves has picked up extra shifts to cause mayhem, and no one but Phillips is just helping Umbridge out because, you know, why would you? Ron's worried he's going to get blamed for it because, you know, that's what he has to worry about, unfortunately. But Harry lets him and Hermione in on a little secret. You know, I'll tell you something. Ron's like, ooh, then my mom could blame you, but she won't because you're Harry. You have like snake body language. Yeah. <laughs> it's quidditch time, friends. <laughs> Uh, sucks to be Slytherin Because they lose to Hufflepuff Which means <laughs> Gryffindor's got a shot At winning the cup Ba-ba-ba-ba, It's KJ <laughs> <laughs> Gryffindors Versus Ravenclaws.
1: <laughs> I who's going to win Unfortunately Jack's not the in cool the house. kids choo and- <laughs> Roger Davies. It's out What is <laughs> happening <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is what happens when you don't record for a month <laughs>
3: yep. I mean it's been less than a month yeah I know it felt like longer um and whilst the game is happening Hagrid asks Ron except he doesn't because he's playing the game he asks Hermione and Harry to help him with something during the game and they just can't wait so off into the forest they go
2: mm. I titled the first section the aftermath Of Gred and Forge.
3: I feel like you've been dragging on that joke (laughs) since the beginning of this podcast. I really like that joke.
2: (laughs) I'm just going to say something else, because I don't like what I wrote.
0: (laughs) The days following, their their quick departure will go down in the history books. You can find it in Hogwarts history. Hogwarts history. Fred and George Weasley left Hogwarts They have left the building.
3: They gave the old one two numbers, and the father,
0: (laughs) they went.
2: (laughs) Well, we're going to leave that in. I'm going to go to the next part. So... The events went down in Hogwarts uh, history. Thank you. <laughs> Rumors also started oh. that the twins dive-bombed Umbridge on their brooms while they were tossing some dung bombs at her before they <laughs> left. Let's dung. talk about dung
3: bombs. Let's talk about dung bombs. Let's <clears throat> talk about bombs of dung. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about all the poop things and bad things. That they do. Let's talk about dung bombs. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So, a dung bomb is a magical stink bomb that gives off a putrid odor. Dung Ew. bombs were invented in the 1800s by Alberic Grunian. When handled, dung bombs leave a person's hands dirty. Ew. <laughs> Ew. With what? Hmm. That what is a big pile of dung. Jeff Goldblum. Okay. So, that's from the Harry Potter Wiki. And there's been some known uses, just like right here with Fred and George. But that's a rumor. You know, who knows what really happened. In 1995, Tonks also taught Ginny to test a door by, like, throwing some dung bombs at it to see if it had an. Im- I don't know how to say that word. Imperturbable? Imper- oh. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I said that or right. Imperturbable. Imperturbable
2: imperturbable charm there you go
0: thanks Gosh, Charlie. it's been
2: a minute it's been a minute and then you know becoming headmistress students like to uh have some dung bombs and stink pellets in the hallways just to give their new headmistress a warm welcome so that's the dung bomb and then there's a really cool poster if you click the second link that i posted my friends, into the podcast mina lima did a design for dung bombs. Huh. And I think based off of this poster elephant dung is used in the creation. Oh
3: cool.
2: So it says freshly delivered every third Friday or <laughs> every
0: third Friday, you know. <laughs> oh <laughs> That is on the Weasley Wizard Weezes building as an advertisement on the back of it in Diagon Alley. Just saying. That's a, I'm sure. That was a good
3: joke. That was a really good. It joke. was oh, really yeah, good. Thank
1: you so much. <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> can I'm we, at can
3: page... we make that
1: the title of the episode? Yeah, every turn, turn Friday. 30. Yes. On <laughs> that same link, there's another poster that says demon dung. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How do you collect that?
3: Well, very carefully.
1: Mm, indeed.
3: So oh, a bunch of cracker. oh, they're,
2: sorry. Did you have anything else cracker. to say about poop? <laughs> they are sorry. No, we're good. Okay. Yeah. So a bunch of the students kept talking about the Weasley departure and that a lot of them wanted to do the same thing. They wanted to just up and leave. Quote: Honestly, some days I just feel like jumping on my broom and leaving this place. Or quote: One more lesson like that and I might just do a Weasley. <laughs> So, Fred and George had made sure that no one would be forgetting them, but, you know, how could they? Because they had not left any instructions on how to remove the swamp. Why would they? And it still filled the corridor on the fifth floor of the east wing of the castle. Umbridge and Filch had even been trying to figure out ways to remove it, but they had no success. And this is one of my favorite parts. (laughs) And eventually, they roped off the area... Filch and his gnashing of teeth about the swamp all the time, ringing through the halls. He's sick of punting those students across the swamp, and we need to have a discussion. Because when you're an American, punting usually refers to the kicking of a ball. Example, American football. (laughs) They punt the ball down the field. Now, this, uh, granted, this is what I thought for years. Uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary has other things to say. <laughs> 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 so, according to Merriam-Webster.com, the definition of punt is a noun. If you don't know what nouns are, they're people, places, things, and animals. A long- Narrow, flat-bottomed boat with square ends, usually propelled with a pole. Now, for years (laughs) of my life, I thought and pictured in my mind that Filch was kicking children (laughs) across this swamp like a football and me i didn't too. know why me too <laughs> Me three. i also didn't think that it was that big
1: of a deal either. <laughs> yes. i
3: won't lie i don't remember ever like i thinking twice about it I'm i don't crying. even think i thought he was kicking people i was just like whatever like a. didn't you just, question like,
0: it. Over it i was just like oh he's kicking kids okay whatever just yeah knocking them across the corridor
3: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I have learned something today. I hope that I have taught some people some things today. And um if you thought that it was perfectly normal for filch to kick children,
3: <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> but like the real question, did he practice punting when he was playing American football? Probably. <laughs> what team was he on? The Browns, aw, notorious losers. (laughs) Well, not this year, maybe. Not this year. You're better than the Broncos this year, that's for sure.
2: So here's a quote from the book: Harry was certain that teachers like McGonagall or Flitwick could have removed the swamp in an instant. I don't know about that, though. I feel like there's some. I feel like they could have figured it out eventually. But I feel like there's some good magic to this. If Umbridge couldn't figure it out, she's no. She's not a slouch. You know what I mean? I feel like the twins are really talented. Yes. Keep go- Keeping going on with this this quote. Um, but just as in this case of Fred and George's wildfire whiz they seem to prefer to watch Umbridge struggle. Here for it. There were also two large broom-shaped holes in the door of Umbridge's office, so Filch fitted a new door and put Harry's firebolt in the dungeon, where it was rumored to have a security troll guard it. Question. How much truth do we think there is to this claim of a security troll?
1: Zero. None. Well, we know that Harry can already take down a mountain troll, right? Yeah. And so live to what tell would the be tale. The point? Right. <laughs> and live to tell the
3: tale. Well, and how are they getting that troll there, anyways? You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't think true. <laughs> No. Mm, nah. Well, like, because I don't know. Like, would they? I was thinking in my head, like, how much would it cost for them to do that? But then I'm thinking they probably aren't paying them anyways. But like, how would they have gotten them there? No, and especially Umbridge wouldn't pay him. Oh, I,
2: yeah, she, she's not
3: paying trolls. But do, yeah, if it's a security troll though, is that their job, and do they get paid for that? And how much is the ministry willing to do that? It's really not that serious. Is security
0: troll really a thing though? I don't, I don't think that they pay them. Um, there are
1: security trolls on the Gringotts ride at Universal. There are Stabbing, actually. How canon is that? I think it was a dragon. Don't laugh at me.
0: You think they had a dragon in the school? Yeah.
1: No, not really. But Umbridge think would go it to was that just extreme of Stranger things no. have happened,
0: let me tell you. It's true. Mm. Voldemort teaching kids defense against the dark arts. Fluffy's back. Fluffy's on the broom. Back. Mm, mm, uh, back. He thinks it's again. his fetch
1: stick. Mm, so Fluffy's he's like, back. don't touch mm,
0: it. Mm, mm, tell a friend. <laughs> mm,
2: mm. That's too tiny for a fetch stick. It's a twig. Anyway. It's a wee twig. All a right, so plan. we're all a hard no
1: on the security troll. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> I'm a soft no. Oh, all right, soft no, got it. All right, I'm a deep no. Kate, are you shallow? <laughs> I'm shallow no. <laughs> there you go.
3: La 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 la
2: Being inspired by Fred and George, a great number of students were now wanting that top spot for being the troublemakers of the school. Some managed. Someone, rather, managed to put a Niffler in his office. We find out later. And it tore it apart, searching for shiny objects. And when she entered her office, it tried to gnaw her rings off.
3: (laughs) I don't
1: know why that's so funny.
2: But here's the thing. When I really thought about this, the outcome for this Niffler is probably not pleasant.
1: I hope it was able, like, they're so, like, slippery. I hope he was able to get away. I hope,
2: but otherwise that thing's not among the living. (sighs) Yeah. She's not above it. Quote, dung bombs and stink pellets were dropped so frequently in the corridors that it became the new fashion for students to perform bubblehead charms on themselves before leaving lessons. Which I had to have one of those instead of wearing a mask. Preach. Which ensured them a supply of fresh, clean air. And we found that out from four in uh, the Lake Triwizard Cup Challenge or task rather, I guess they're not called challenges, even though it gave them all the peculiar appearance of wearing upside down goldfish bowls on their
1: heads. (gasps) You know what that makes me think of?
3: What is that um, Panic at the Disco music video where like they all have fish tanks on their heads? So it's like they're right side up. I
2: am very much the wrong person to ask.
3: Um, It's one of their very first songs. I don't either um it might be lying is fun or whatever oh yeah I Megan, I said did it you is. have something is to it? say? that's one of my favorite songs <laughs> i didn't even know that was just i thought i just couldn't remember the rest of the title of the song
0: there is more to that title it's just very long i don't remember it i well. don't
3: think there i don't think it is
1: i think that's literally just uh, the title
0: it's not appropriate are we ready i was gonna say do you think that um bubblehead charms <laughs> would have been the new fashion this past year too yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I would.
3: But, like, what would they Is have it... done if they were going to, like, muggle society? True. I mean, the it's lockdown. Everyone needs lockdown. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm. True. true, true.
2: So, Filch now had a horse whip that he prowled the halls with, but there were so many students that were causing an uproar, he didn't even know which way to turn or who to punish. The inquisitorial squad was no help because funny things kept happening to them. I wonder why. Warrington was in the hospital wing with a skin condition that made him look like he
1: was coated in cornflakes. That is a case for Dr. Sandra Lee. Just saying. Shout out to Dr. Pimple Popper. That is my I latest like uh, obsession. Latest obsession.
3: Isn't Sandra Lee Brad? Sarah ha! Lee. Sarah Lee. It's Sarah Lee. Wheat. What is the cook? What is that girl on the Food Network's name? She's, she's Sandra Lee. There's a lot of. People. She's the one that does like semi, semi homemade cooking. I don't and know. And there's that gif of her going around where she's like making. She goes and you just add a little bit of vodka and it's like a lot of vodka.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Pansy Parkinson sprouted antlers. And I said, karma. And we find out how much merch Fred and George were selling because Umbridge would just enter her classroom and the students in class would either faint, vomit, develop dangerous fevers, (laughs) or, you know, get massive nosebleeds. And this sent Umbridge spiraling and she would demand to know what they were all suffering from and they would tell her, Umbridge-itis! (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh that like when i read that i did not remember that and then i was like Neither these did I. kids <laughs> amazing
2: it's true and i'm here for all of it i mean i am here for for all of that
0: oh However, my god that gif of mary kate or ashley olsen i don't know who it is because you know they're identical love that movie Real takes
2: identical. two <sighs> identical.
0: i seriously However, love that movie the oh, master thank you. It's Mary chaos. Kate. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: I'm no. You know, Mary Kate and Ashley Wilson are very important to this podcast. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so the master of chaos was keeping his word to Fred and George. Our main poltergeist is working overtime. Quote: Cackling madly, he soared through the school, upending tables, bursting out of blackboards, and toppling statues and bases. Twice he shut Missus Norris inside suits of armor from which she was rescued, yowling loudly by the furious caretaker, or husband, we don't know. He smashed lanterns and snuffed out candles. Ooh, how, you know, bad. Juggling burning (laughs) torches over the heads of screaming students, causing neatly stacked piles of parchment to topple into fires or out of windows, flooded the second floor when he pulled off all the taps in the bathroom, dropped a bag of tarantulas in the middle of the great hall during breakfast, and...
3: I immediately thought of Ron.
2: Whenever he fancied a break, he spent hours at a time floating along <laughs> after Umbridge and blowing loud raspberries every time she spoke.
1: <laughs> Here for that was, as well. it, was it the third Friday of the month? It was. Oh the my god
2: except for Filch none of the staff really cared about helping Umbridge quote Harry witnessed Professor McGonagall r- walking right past Peeves who was determinedly loosening a crystal chandelier <laughs> and could have sworn he heard her tell the poltergeist out of the corner of her mouth it unscrews the other way a- <laughs> <a>
3: crystal chandelier
2: <laughs> I like that rightsy tighty, lefty loosey mm mm-hmm. mhm Montague, however, had not recovered from his stint in the toilet. <laughs> That's
3: not funny. That's I, had a, funny. I couldn't remember what happened to him, so I had to Google it. I was like, what happened to Montague? It's
2: like kind of not okay.
3: He's super not okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um Yeah. So he was still confused and disoriented, and I think there um also might be maybe a spell that went along with what they did to him. Maybe a memory modification spell?
3: I think part of it was because he was in the vanishing cabinet, correct? And I think because it wasn't completely fixed that that might have messed with... Um... It's like dangerous dark yeah object. well and like part of him could like he could hear goings- going going on in Borgen and Burke and I think he could hear Borgen and Burke do you
2: whatever. think that the time spent in there was just so confusing he doesn't know what's what and so he's still trying to pull I think, out I like think
3: that? the magic of the actual object uh huh uh-huh. threw him off and then whatever happened to get him from inside of there into the toilet also messed him up
2: mm-hmm. okay
3: it's just not doing so great Tiffany
2: yeah well it's kind of I don't know I don't know how I feel about it. Quote, should we say something, said Hermione in a worried voice, pressing her cheek against the charm's window so that she could see Mr. and Mrs. Monahue. Oh, I left out the part where his parents even had to come up to the school and they're not happy.
3: I mean, I would be either.
2: About what happened to him in case it helps Madame Pomfrey cure him. And then Ron. Of course not. He'll recover, said Ron indifferently. Anyway, more trouble for Umbridge, isn't it? Said Harry in a satisfied voice. So Harry said that second line. And this conversation gets a little too dark for me because Ron goes on to say, That's all very well, but what if Montague's? No, Hermione says this. That's all very well, but what if Montague's permanently injured? Who cares, said Ron irritably while his teacup stood dr- drunkenly again. So they're doing these teacup things and charms. And it was trembling violently at its knees. Monahue shouldn't have tried to take all those points from Gryffindor, should he? If you want to worry about anyone, Hermione, worry about me. Okay, let's talk about this taking um, wait let me finish i'm i i do not know what you're gonna say but it's probably something snaky no i'm just (laughs) no i'm just saying taking points from a school competition and in no way warrants being permanently disoriented and confused and as much as i like ron this is a really selfish moment for him and harry is also being ridiculous as well
0: nothing snaky okay but. All I'm saying. <laughs> but it's real snaky. All I'm saying, and I legitimately, I swear to you, hand to God, had no intention to bring up Marietta today. <laughs> oh my God. But I'm just saying, I think that this is proof that Hermione never meant to permanently scar anybody. I don't think it was meant to be permanent either. Yeah. I do not think that that was ever her intention I'm because she sure clearly here. Did we here... Never say that? <sighs> It's not Together? faded. It's not faded all the way by the next year, which I also have to say is not proof that it's permanent. No. Did, did no, we ever author say.
3: did say she goes, she had some scars left. Like it did fade, but she still had remnants of it okay. for the rest of her life.
2: My question is, is did we ever say that we thought Hermione had the intention of making it permanent? No, but did that's that, just did we ever say that? Because I truly don't remember. I
3: don't know if we ever did say
2: that. I because don't know I don't for sure, think that but I her know her it's been
0: discussed to death in the Facebook group. So that's why I just want to say I personally think this her reaction to this yeah. is a thousand percent proof that she never wanted that to be permanent. I think she truly was just trying to think of a way to discover who outed them. And okay. at the end of the I... day, in my opinion, that's fine. If her intention was for it to we, never be permanent, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> we know
3: what you think. I, I'll just say the road to hell was paved with good intentions. So, just because you didn't intend to something doesn't mean you can't, you don't get to deal with the consequences. That's Well, what sure. I'm say.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyways, I'm done. <laughs>
0: just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I think, I think, I think. Wait, Becca, are you just Girl saying? For it, to be permanent, it was only so.
2: slightly snaky in the end there. Zap, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeff. And and I agree <laughs> and I agree with her here that I don't think that it's okay for Montague to have permanent injuries yeah. here. So I let's mean, talk
2: about that. What do we think about Ron? Let's talk about Ron, baby. What well, do we think about what he said? You know, He's having one of those. He hasn't had uh, his major maturity growth moment yet.
3: I I mean I think this is something that you know when when you're angry about something like think of how they reacted. You know what I mean? Like i'm not saying what any of them are saying is right but like he that's like his gut reaction to be like well they deserve it because he did this like Mm -hmm. blah 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 points
2: to a school competition permanently confused
3: i mean i think that's awful i don't i you know what i mean like it's not it's not nearly the same thing um but i think i'm just saying i think that's why he said it like that well he's
2: worried about himself because of his mother that's why he's worried because he's gonna, he thinks that Molly's gonna blame him for it, which has probably happened in the past. But this is outlandish <clears throat> to me if Molly would ever blame him for the twins' behavior. He well, has no, you know, someone, control up, over them. There
3: someone in the group on Facebook like posted a video. I think it was a TikTok of this um, girl. I don't remember, her. she can call her a girl. She's a woman. And she was talking about the scene where, um, Molly was talking about Percy becoming head boy mm-hmm. and Fred like made a comment about like, Oh, like that's the last one. Like, so I don't get used to it. And she's like, yeah, I know something like, I wouldn't even dream Think about it. And, um, basically bring up the fact that like Ron was in the room. So like, she just, maybe she didn't even realize he was there and like, kind of talking about the fact that like, we see from him looking at the mirror of Arizona, that, like that's his deep heart's like deepest desires, like to be, the head boy right it was head boy and quidditch captain right and so she makes that offhand because the twins say oh like he's gonna be the last one like don't expect us to do it or something like that and she agrees with him so you're totally negating ron so like talking about his feelings of being like he's not like basically his feelings of inadequacy because of where he lines up with the rest of the family where like his mom maybe doesn't even realize in the room when she says something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. I just really really liked that girl's video or the woman's video. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so true. Some people
2: have some really good points in their TikToks lately. And
3: it just, I mean, I, I'm probably gonna be one of Ron's biggest advocates. And I know there's a lot of people that don't like him. But we're seeing him at the age of 15 right now. Well, he's might be 16 at this a point.
2: A boy of 12.
3: <laughs> and, you know, nobody's perfect. And I like, I think that I've gotten, I don't, I've, I'm not saying I think I've got a lot of, like, I think a lot of people don't think I don't like Hermione, which is not true. I think that they're kids and they're making mistakes, mm. which you're allowed to do. Like, you're allowed to make mistakes and you're supposed to learn from them. And I think that they're all learning from them. So at this point in time, he's got a lot of anger in him because of how he feels he's being represented like with his friends, with his family and all of these things. So like, he's mad that his, the house points are getting taken away. And he's thinking like val- getting validation of like the fact that something else happened. I don't think it's right, but I just think that's where his head is.
2: That's fair. I got to I got to talk about my other husband. I share with Sasa. I had, got to talk about Vinny. Vinny says, Monahue was in the Inquisitorial squad. He had it coming. Now. He had it there- coming. All right. He yes, Chicago. Coming. Now, there is a difference between having something coming and deserving it. And having like that be your decision to make. Do you know what I mean? It reminds me of something else. I don't really want to draw a parallel with it. Right now, but it's like, do they deserve that? Yeah, is that up to you to be judge and jury? Probably not. Yeah.
0: What are you? Was your hand up? Yeah, sorry. Or were you dancing? Um, no. Yeah i I think that I think that it's it's just a hard situation. I mean, I'm not saying Montague didn't deserve something. Because he definitely, I think, in my opinion, he deserved, uh, you know, he deserves a little karma because he's in the inquisitorial squad. But to go as far as saying, you know, permanent injury and, like, permanent, like, confusion, not, like, that's, that's, uh, that's really rough. Like, I would never wish that on anybody. And I think that, you know, I think that Ron sometimes he just suffers from saying things before thinking a lot. Like he says things without really even thinking about the consequences of what he's saying. He says things and doesn't really, um, he just doesn't, he doesn't think about like the consequences of what he's saying. That's just Ron. And like, again, we're never in Ron's head in these books. It's always from Harry's perspective. So like, that's another thing where it's like, sometimes you just have to take a, step back from judging really anybody besides Harry because Harry is truly the only person we ever like see in his mind. So, mm-hmm. um I you know, I don't know. I mean, I yes, it's insensitive what both of them said. Um but I think that like Hermione will bring them down. She always does. She you know, like she they're a good balance the three of them, but I just think he deserved something, but just maybe not that if that makes sense that's the Slytherin in me being like totally deserves karma but I just don't know about going that far no that's
2: I mean that's how I feel and I feel like the Gryffindor in me is like yeah you deserve it but I gotta do what's right anyway
0: yeah it's just the whole yeah it's just the whole like maybe not just even... a
2: swift kick in the pants and we move on
0: oh my God. <laughs> how do you feel about it a lot of it is just like the whole like mental thing that he suffers too with this like not knowing where he is being confused like that sucks.
3: How long was he in the thing for?
1: I don't think a long we know. Time. Google. Mm, That just seems so wrong to me. <laughs> like, not being vindictive or cruel, but him just being like, brush it off, he's an enemy of mine. And not really giving it deep thought.
2: So, Monahue was in the cabinet
3: from sometime in April to sometime in May. That's a long time. Yeah.
0: That is a really long time.
3: So that's going to mess with your psyche anyways.
2: <laughs> I don't know what the dates are, but that's what it says on the wiki, I guess I should. Interesting.
1: Say. That's messed up.
2: That's a long time. So.
1: And I
3: think too like they're not thinking it in terms of that, you know what I mean, like Ron and Harry like aren't thinking like, oh, he's been in there for two months. Like they probably even forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um not to get not to cut them any slack or anything but yeah um is he is he permanently damn is that what it said I don't remember you think I remember I read the chapter yesterday it
2: says they thought mm-hmm. permanent damage but
3: well, like I wonder like would he go to
0: St. Mungo's I would
2: assume. yeah that's
0: what I'm wondering like why uh, I guess I don't know maybe he does I, but
2: I think Madame Pompery was trying to figure it out first got it because I wonder, I don't know, I wonder what happens when you go to St. Mungo's or, like, you know, I don't I know. I guess
3: they're bringing, Vinny, too, is bringing up the fact that, like, how, he did food and water. Vinny said, die of thirst. How did he not die of thirst?
2: Yeah. And Maybe kind of Draco was sending water. him apples. Hold on, Vinny's got um. more thoughts.
3: <laughs> I was thinking, Vinny, I was thinking, <laughs> but I didn't want to bring it up because I don't want to be always that weirdo thinking, like, what if it was a time machine? And, like, he was only in was it. Was just,
0: like, always stuck in this time cycle.
3: Like, maybe it was like a second for him. Oh, God. Like an hour for him, but really, it's been two months.
0: Interesting. That'd be cool. Like Ant Man. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Are you done? Can I go to my phone?
3: (laughs) I love that it's like 80 hours in and we're only on Megan's part.
0: Okay. So Ron says that they should worry about him because he thinks that Molly is going to say that it's his fault. Fred and George left Hogwarts. Um, Quote from the book, she'll say, I should have stopped them leaving. I should have grabbed the ends of their brooms and hung on or something. And I actually feel bad for Ron in this moment because I think that like, I feel bad that he thinks his mom would put this on him. And I'm sorry for the Molly dislike again, but this is just me saying she's a bit much for me sometimes. Go ahead, Sarah. I, I <laughs> can
3: only speak from my experience of having siblings where like this has happened. Or maybe not happened, but like you're worried like, oh, mom and dad are going to blame me for this happening to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um Yeah which is and isn't true like for ron like it's absolutely not true like literally what could you have done i think
2: in this case it's just him being like over worried yeah there's nothing like it would be insanity for molly to think that ron could have done anything to stop them
3: yes but i I think for ron he's always like uh, almost like a middle child syndrome where he's not though you know what i mean where You know it's all all of my older brothers are doing all these things and my mom is praising them so much and then there's Ginny like what do I have
0: yeah you know yeah he's kind of like in a weird spot when it comes to birth order you know what I mean yeah it's like he's not the youngest but he is the youngest boy and like all Molly wanted for so long was a girl so it almost like he almost is the youngest without like legitimately being the youngest. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just you know. You guys know I've talked about Molly. She just annoys me sometimes. I'm sorry. She just really annoys me. She didn't I... do
2: anything though. I think not I think...
0: in this moment. <laughs> no, it's just like I. I know. I, I think it's but... just Ron's insecurities right now. Absolutely. Yes. Like it um, makes and... me sad that Ron feels this way.
3: Yeah. No, I get but that. But at the same time, like, I think that Molly really is just a great mother figure, because I will tell you right now, my mom is a wonderful human being, but literally had to leave her presence because she was being so rude to me this weekend when I was trying to read a book. You know what I mean? So, like, there's times where, like, she is a great person, and then there's times where I'm like, you're doing things that aren't great. That's,
2: that's literally and that's everyone. You know yeah. what I mean?
3: So, like, there's going to be things that, like, Molly does that we don't like. But that's just her being a mom. Where like, there's times where my mom does stuff that I don't like. But that's just her being a mom.
2: Yeah, See, right? I sometimes feel
3: like she's, she's just annoying. Petty
0: with an excess of phlegm.
3: Oh well, have you never met my
0: mom? She's so petty. Oh, it just drives me nuts.
3: Petty, petty. I think that for her, she's just in the aspect of like, say, being giving Hermione a little egg when everyone else gets a bigger egg. She's just being protective of her people, and Harry's one of her people. Yeah. People. People. I really sound like I hate Hermione. I really don't. You do. (laughs) You hate Hermione,
2: Megan hates Molly, and Katie's quiet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate anybody. I'll say it, I don't like Molly. You hate Umbridge? Okay, I hate Umbridge, and I really (laughs) don't like Lockhart. (gasps)
3: Whoa. Well, he isn't nice. I'll give you that. I will say this. I have four it. Well, there's four of us in total. And my parents definitely have a favorite. Alana. <laughs> do you say Alana? <laughs> She's not wrong.
0: <laughs> so uh, Hermione tells Ron that it's unfair for him to think that. And that if they really do have a spot in Diagon Alley, they have been planning this for ages. Um, and Ron agrees. And he's like, yeah, I really wonder how on earth they got into Diagon Alley. Like, it's a bit dodgy, isn't it? They'll need loads of galleons to afford the rent on a place in Diagon Alley. She'll want to know what they've been up to to get their hands on that sort of gold. Um, And then Hermione is like, yeah, I've kind of wondered the same thing. Like, I'm kind of worried that Mundungus maybe persuaded them to sell stolen goods or something. But Harry to the rescue, those two doubting the twins like they're going to do some illegal stuff to get their selves up off the ground. And Harry says he hasn't. They have like they haven't. Don't worry, because they got the gold from me. So he admits to them that he gave them his Tri-Wizard winnings last June. Um, and Hermione is silent and like seems upset like this was a bad idea. And Harry says he doesn't regret it and that he didn't need the money and they'll be great with the joke shop. Like, this is perfect for them. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> so, <laughs> at this now news, though, <laughs> Ron is thrilled because he's like, oh, whoa, it's your fault, not mine. Can I tell my mom? <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's like, yeah, of course, tell her, like,
2: can I tell my mom? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like, what yeah, tell, tell her so you don't get in trouble, and so she doesn't think that they did something illegal. Like, I don't want her to think that they did something like that. So, yeah, just just let her know. I mean, at this point, they it's theirs. Like, he's not getting yeah. it back. Um, well,
3: and they're also grown. You know what right. I mean? And I think yeah. I think part of this is like Hermione is also has it, it thought in her mind of like. What do you mean? Like, you're, you just can't leave school. You need to finish your education and go get a stable job. Or that's, I think, Molly's thinking as well, which isn't always um That's great. not for everybody.
0: Correct. That's great which, for know, some people. Correct. But not for yeah, everyone. You to
3: the choir. I didn't finish college. <laughs> I have a certificate to do hair.
0: So I don't use it, but <laughs> I have it. <laughs> um, so, Hermione... It's still quiet and Harry's like, she's going to crack soon. Like, I can just feel it. It's coming. And then they leave. I don't remember where they were, but they like outside. leave that class or something and they go outside. And then Harry stops her before she even starts because he can see that she's about to crack. And he's like, it's no good nagging me. It's done. Fred and George have got the gold. Spent a good bit of it, too, by the sounds of it, and I can't get it back from them, and I don't want to, so save your breath, Hermione. And she kind of looks a little bit, like, hurt that he's coming at her like this. She's like, I wasn't I wasn't going to talk to you about them. Um, and She sounds a little bit hurt. She said she's going to tell Harry that he ought to go back to Snape and ask for occlumency lessons again. But this makes Harry's heart sink, because he still hasn't come clean about everything that happened um so he hasn't told them why he originally wanted to talk to Sirius and they're they keep asking him about like how Sirius is or what Sirius said and all that kind of stuff so he finally he finally just told them oh he was just telling me about occlumency and like ever since then Hermione has just been on his back about it and so now he like regrets even opening his mouth about that Basically, just tell the truth, Harry, and then you wouldn't have all this, like, swirl of lies to keep up with. Swirl. Just saying. <laughs> um, so I know some people might say that Hermione is being a little bit too pushy here, and, like, he said no, leave it alone. But again, I think... I I strongly disagree with her with her not pushing. I think she should be right now, because Hermione... These occlumency lessons are honestly as important as Dumbledore's army, and I totally agree that he should be having them still. And I think that at the end of the day, Hermione is truly just looking out for his well-being because I think she, out of the three of them, truly understands the danger that this could pose them. Um, I mean i would like to think harry sees it but i think that harry almost is like too comfortable with it happening so he's like oh well it's been happening for forever you know he hasn't he hasn't infiltrated my mind yet like in the in a scary way it's not gonna happen and i think hermione sees that it really can sarah you had your hand up first
3: uh two things harry does even say that he um wants the dreams to continue because he wants to know what's behind the door whatever or like Mm -hmm. what they're trying to get for because he's like has the feeling of like i'm almost there he knows what's going on yeah but um i i agree with you with hermione but i think the reason why she's not pushing him more is because she knows that like it it's not gonna like there's nothing she can do right now that's gonna make him go back to those lessons and maybe she's just saving her own breath
2: i mean think about think about your friends think about us like it's hard having difficult conversations with friends sometimes when you know it's going to upset them
3: yeah well not yes and like even just saying like i told you like you need to do it you need to do it but like all all that's gonna do is me continuing to push you is gonna Mm -hmm. push us completely away and then like i really can't help you because you're not gonna let me help you
2: example i told sarah Stop buying books and stop buying candles, and it <laughs> is did just did not
3: tell me either one of them. Pushed things. her away. It was my mother who told me <laughs> just, my just
2: pushed
0: her away.
3: <laughs> Honestly, we could use some distance. I watch her kid too often. <laughs> you love me, which means I'm around her too often. <laughs> That's why we say things at the same time. um But no, it was my That's mother who up. yelled at me about the books. In fairness, I would say. You know how, like, a body is made of roughly 70% water? I would say my house is roughly made of 80% books. True. (laughs) They line the walls.
1: Pretty much. Katie, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I finally found something that me and Harry have in common. It's that we procrastinate and need to be pushed. (laughs) Big time. Yeah. Because there's the Harry that's the Gryffindor who's like, let's do this now! And then there's the Harry who's like, "Mm, I have two months to practice for this task. It's like,
0: oh, it's tomorrow.
1: Oh, wait, I have two <laughs> minutes.
3: Yeah. I think that's part me. of it, too, is, like, could be anxiety with, like, I know for me that I ignore it. Like, I ignore the problem that gives me anxiety. Which I'm like, if I ignore it, then it's going to go away, which is not the case. I think that's part of what... Yep.
0: Harry yeah, I the same way. Yeah. So... um This is a quote from the book. So Hermione says, You can't tell me you've stopped having funny dreams, Hermione said now, because Ron told me last night you were muttering in your sleep again. And Harry throws Ron a furious look. And Ron had the grace to look ashamed of himself. Uh, You were only muttering a bit, he mumbled apologetically, something about just a bit farther. I dreamed I was watching you lot play Quidditch, Harry lied brutally. I was trying to get you to stretch out a bit further to grab the quaffle. Um, which honestly, that was mean. It though. was mean. mean. It was mean because Ron's being nice, concerned for right. his best friend. Exactly, and, and like, I, you're the jerk. And if I'm nah. being honest, I think that that was probably really hard for Ron to to tell Hermione that to like make the decision. I'm going to tell her that this happened because you know it's going to turn into her nagging him. So he had to make the conscious decision to say. I'm gonna tell Hermione about this. I know it's gonna upset Harry. And then to have Harry just lie about it when it was a genuine concern and like something that should have been shared to Hermione, you know?
2: Harry. on you. Kids. A tis, get a task. Get.
0: So he then continues. Uh, it says Ron's ears went red and Harry felt a kind of vindictive pleasure. It's the horror Oh my god. <laughs> I, I was Harry just gonna say, is that teenage Harry or is that the Horcrux? It's Tiffany's. Do we
1: did the Horcrux. She <laughs> couldn't even get it out fast enough. <laughs> it's
0: Horcrux! It's our... Horcrux! <laughs> I, um, I think it's just Harry. I'm just Harry. I do kind of think that it's just Harry at this moment. He's just mm. being a little jerk. I all know
3: he's got some anger issues. <laughs> yeah.
1: Horcrux hormones.
0: Oh my gosh He doesn't want to admit he's doing a bad No it's it's not bad So so right here in his mind he then admits to himself He's like he had not of course dreamed Anything of the sort Last night he had had once again uh, He had once again made the journey Along the department of mysteries corridor He had passed through the circular room Then the room full of clicking and dancing light Until he found himself again Inside that cavernous room full of Shelves on which were rain on which were ranged dusty glass spheres. He went to row 97. We don't have a bell, Tiffany. I don't have it either. Why do you not have Um, a bell?
2: Alana took it, and I don't know where it went.
0: And then I said, is this actually the row that he ends up going to at the end of the book? I think it is, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So Hermione then pushed again. You are trying to block your mind, aren't you? <laughs>
3: uh,
0: and Harry again says, "Of course I am. You know, like a liar." Like a
3: liar.
0: Can <laughs> I ask a serious question for a second? Yeah. Has
3: has it, have you ever successfully been able to clear your mind? No. No. I was going to say because if I, you have, no. give me your tips. <laughs> your tips and your tricks.
0: <laughs> no. This you know morning. what I do? Well, I don't know. Sometimes I can, but go ahead. Sorry.
3: When I when I'm trying to sleep and I've got like a lot on my mind, <laughs> I I imagine this is how I try to clear my mind. I envision me taking a deep, clear breath, and then I breathe out all the garbage, like like I I envision like it's that. like like black little black little squares that like have I have to blow them out. I don't know if it works, but
1: <laughs> I like that. This morning I had like. 15 minutes left to like just lay down and just chill before I had to like get up and leave I'm Like just, I'm just gonna get a little rest nope, mine was like firing, it was going and then I would catch uh, myself you gotta like, do stop, and like my shoulders were tense you have 15, now you have 10 so then I'm freaking out about that <laughs> <laughs> now you have 10 <dead>. minutes <sighs>
3: it's just
1: 5 uh, minutes
0: to times. <laughs> live <laughs> I said live and I meant to say life
3: it that sometimes happens. like, where I I wake up and I'm like, I can't go back to sleep because it's I, I'm like half a I'm half asleep. and then I, I start panicking um, because I'm like whatever or like my mind just starts whirling and I'm like, well I got I'm up now and it'll be like five thirty in the morning. Ugh. I'm my like, off day. Off day. I'm off day.
0: Um. All right. I'm moving on. Sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Where is it? Uh, okay. So Harry lies and says, "Of course I am." Trying to sound as though this question was insulting, but not quite meeting her eye as he said it. So the truth was that he was so intensely curious about what was hidden in that room full of dusty orbs that he was quite keen for the dreams to continue. The problem was that it was just under a month to go until the exams and every free moment devoted to studying, his mind seemed saturated with information when he went to bed, so that he found it very difficult to get sleep at all. When he did, his overwrought brain presented him most nights with stupid dreams about the exams. He also suspected that part of his mind, the part that often spoke in Hermione's voice, now felt guilty on the occasions it strayed down that corridor ending in the black door and sought to wake him before he could reach Journey's end um yes
3: i want to ask a question a lightning ball question right now okay yes or no like old school og these are my favorite question you're harry you're having these dreams sure do you want are you curious enough to like i'm gonna keep having them or are you gonna go the other route and try to clear your mind so you're not in like one mind with voldemort which way you going tiffany this isn't yes or no. I know, but like, which, option one or option two, basically. So not yes or no, but like... Option, option one, one, I'm having them. You're going to have the dreams? Yes. Okay. Megan?
0: Yeah, I'm going to have them. <laughs> Katie?
1: I'm Harry Potter. Well, you're but, like you.
3: You're oh. having these dreams, but you're basically like, you're Harry Potter. Who so am I you. in this
1: situation? <laughs> I try to stick to rules too much because I'm a goody goody. So I'm trying to stop them, I guess.
3: <laughs> I knew I knew you were going to be the one that like. I don't know, but I'm <laughs> probably going to be like going to stop them. I know for sure I'm having those dreams. Yeah, <laughs> that's just I just was curious where everyone landed on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so at, at this point, Ron tries to like divert the conversation. They start talking about Quidditch and Harry. Is not in the conversation he's just kind of like he doesn't even know what he's agreeing to he's just being saying like yeah yeah whatever (laughs) um because i think ron is just talking about like their chances of being able to still win the cup and harry's sad obviously because he you know because his broom is being watched by security troll down in the dungeons and he's banned for life (laughs)
1: From Quidditch, (laughs) Uh,
0: but he does notice Cho. (laughs) Harry Potter. He does notice Cho walking across that courtyard, determinedly not looking at him.
3: And not looking at you.
0: They might have another row.
1: Don't stack stuff. I call them rows. See, that's what we do call it. But when we said it last time, people were like, "They say row wrong. It's actually row." Unless I'm saying it wrong. It. I'm an American and I'm going to say Getting, it. getting rowdy. We're gonna getting rowdy. They're going to have a I'm just trying to commit. be proper. That's all. All right, it's yellow. It's the <laughs> last weekend of May. Meg, your birthday passed. Happy birthday. Thanks. In 1996. I was really. Monahue was in the cabinet because... during your birthday, just so you know. I was six. You're six years old now. <laughs> I'm so proud of you.
3: Katie, it's... I was so confused when you said this the last thing in May. I was like, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sarah,
1: 2020 was a time continuum, and it just we haven't even made it past <laughs> May at all. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, but anyway, it's the final Quidditch match of the season. The Lions versus the Eagles. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh you can call your way on out of here c-caw, c-caw. i don't know the ending of the. i don't know who wins i don't know blue and bronze blue and bronze it's not you <laughs> turns out it's slytherin had been narrowly defeated by hufflepuff them H- dang badgers yeah you snakey snakes got beat down by us badgers sorry <laughs> we usually win those fights go
0: animal planet. You event. only won because like people were sick on our team. Oh my god. <laughs> people were um, banned.
3: Is that Is that what the Browns are going to say when they lose?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have a whole lot of people.
0: That's what That's what Cavs fans said to the Warriors fans whenever the Warriors won. You only won because we didn't have Kyrie. Blah,
1: blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this is why I don't sports ball. This is exactly why. Oh my All god. All right, keep going, Megan. No, Katie. Katie, whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just kidding.
1: But even so, Gryffindor still wasn't daring to hope for a victory, and no one would say it to him, but it was because no one really had any faith in Ron's goalkeeping, which is kind of sad. But Ron kind of found a way to, like, be optimistic major question mark there he's like i can't get any worse can i there's nothing to lose now is there which is kind of really sad the spirit (laughs) right that's the spirit around good job um so hermione tells harry she's like i think ron will actually be better without fred and george around because they didn't exactly give him a lot of confidence i feel like they probably meant to be a little encouraging but like they were just like make fun, like, poke fun, just because that's what they would do. But I think that did kind of bring him down without them intending it to really do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luna's back again, not with a lion head this time, but what looked like a live eagle on top of her head, which is pretty <laughs> sick. And, of course, that reminds Hermione, oh, yeah, Ravenclaw's p- playing, and she's like, oh, Cho's going to be playing. And Harry's like, eh, he's just losing interest, whatever. He doesn't want to think about Cho. <sighs> he's over it. So they found seats in the second to topmost row of the stands, which is kind of important because then Hager comes and finds them. Um, It's a clear day, and Ron really couldn't have wished for better. And Harry is hoping against hope that Ron doesn't give the Southerners any reason to sing Weasley is Our King. I mean, they're going to sing it anyway. uh, Right, even if he was doing good, right? Mm -hmm. So when Cho walks out onto the pitch... Harry only feels a feeble lurch in his little tum-tum and when she's talking to Roger Davies he really wasn't even all that jealous so I think Harry really is getting over Cho and paving that path for the Ginny love sash coming up next year what?
2: <laughs> Ginny love sesh um, so in the first... a world where <laughs> Harry Potter and Ginny Weasley are in love
1: <laughs> what? Mac doesn't even have words. <laughs> What's going on right now? Coming summer of 1996.
2: <laughs> what year is it? Is it 95? When do is it is it ninety? it, is it six. It's
1: 96 It's
3: now.
1: 96, right? Yeah. Is, right? Is
3: that I right? don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yes. Right? We're on the fifth book. So yes, 96.
1: Mm-hmm. So the first goal is made by bah, 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 Slytherin! Ron let it oh, in. Oh yeah! Ron let it in. Slytherin starts singing Snake's Gonna Snake. But someone comes up and distracts Harry and Hermione and it's Hagrid. He squeezes his way over to him and I thought it was really funny because it said that the first and second years that were like around them had a ruffled and flattened look. Wait.
3: Isn't, aren't they playing Ra- Ravenclaw?
1: Yeah, but the Slytherins in the stand still make fun of Ron. You're saying the first goal was
3: made by Slytherin. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. It was made by Ravenclaw. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right.
3: I was, like, so confused. I'm like, wait. I'm like, did I read the wrong chapter when, like,
1: because no. they no. weren't playing. <laughs> I just don't know how to do life. That's all. So here's Hagrid sneaking up there. He's bent over, trying not to be seen, even though he's still four feet taller than everyone else. Poor guy. And he wants them to come with him while everyone's watching the match. And Harry's like, can it wait till after? Because I think he really wants to try and be there for Ron. And Hagrid's like, no, no, like, we can't wait. It's got to be now. And Harry hasn't seen him up close for a while. And he notices his nose is dripping blood. His eyes are black. And Harry literally describes him as looking utterly woebegone. Just so sad. So Harry's like, of course, of course we'll come. And Hagrid tells him how much he appreciates it and that he's nervous that Umbridge is going to see them leaving. And Harry's like, I think we'll be okay. Um, she has the whole inquisitorial squad with her. So Umbridge is expecting trouble at the match because she's been dealing with trouble literally all week, thanks to Fred and George. And Hagrid likes that idea anyway. He's like, oh, give us more time. So like, he's building up this mystery that Harry's kind of been thinking about all year, but just like kind of putting it off in the back of his head. And he won't tell Harry and Hermione where they're going, what's going on, just that they'll see when they get there. You'll see in a minute. Um, so while they're walking, there's a roar from the stands. And Harry very heavily says, well, that'll be Ravenclaw who scored. I got it right that time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this might be like a Ron saving a goal or the Gryffindor doing is. something. And it's so sad that they're missing it because I do believe yeah. this is the game that Ron like goes all out. He does really good, right? And he becomes yeah, literally yes. King Weasley. The king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they had to jog to keep up with Hagrid, which I always love when the author points that out, because, like, every three steps of his is, like, you know, a football field practically.
0: And they mm-hmm. just have
1: to hurry so much to catch up with him. So they thought that they would stop at his cabin, but they just kept going to the edge of the forest, and Hagrid grabs his crossbow and and he's like, no, we're going into the forest. And Harry's like, why Why do you need to be armed? And Hagrid says, it's just a precaution. We're going in further this time. And Ferenz has left the forest now, so things are different. So we kind of, like, find out a little bit more that what happened then. So the Centaurs are really angry with Hagrid, too, because he was just in the right place at the right time, and he saw when Ferenz was getting attacked by the herd. Um... So he said that the Centaurs used to get along all right with him, but now they're livid because friends is working with Dumbledore. And he says if I hadn't stepped in, I reckon they'd have kicked friends to death. So he literally had half the herd onto him. Um, but then Hagrid like suddenly bursts out and he's like, "I would have thought that friends would have remembered that before he started sending me stupid warnings." So he's like really bitter about. I think friends is just trying to do the right thing. You know, because mm-hmm, yeah. I don't really think what Hagrid is doing is a very good idea, but you can't blame him also because family, whatever. Um, so this, he says that the centaurs have a lot of influence in the forest and Hermione's like, oh, is that why we're here? And Hagrid's like, no, they might complicate the problem, but uh, like you'll just see in a bit. So he's just being super mysterious, super uh, uninformational. I don't know what the word for that is. Um,
0: just not helpful. Yeah, not helpful at all. Yeah, uh, not yeah. informative. Yeah, thank you.
3: Uninformative would that be? Yeah. I like what
0: <laughs> I like what Jess wow. just said. Jess just said in the chat, like, why, why, why can none of the teachers help Haggard with any of his problems? Maybe he doesn't. He probably let them. he
2: probably doesn't even let them know. He's afraid he'll get the boot.
0: I guess. But like, even McGonagall, she would help him. I, well, she would I think scold him. More. I think
3: more so that
0: it's more so
3: along the lines of, I don't want to get one them in trouble, maybe with like actual law enforcement people, like, because is it legal to bring, um, is it you know what I mean to bring a troll back? What? So he, yeah, he's not a troll. <laughs> I have security troll on Trolls my brain. Trolls on the mind. <laughs> Mia goes, he's a giant.
2: <laughs> Unstack your cups. I can't
3: see your face. Oh, I was wondering what you were pointing at me for. Yeah. Um. So, like, I I wonder if Hagrid just doesn't want to get into more, like, obviously more trouble. Because, like, if you found out, like, would they tell on him and be like, he brought a giant back. We have a giant issue over here. All right. See, I feel oh, like they wouldn't
0: man. they wouldn't no. tell on him so much as just encourage him to figure out something else. You know but what this I mean? Is,
2: this situation in my mind, I think if he would have asked for help from one of the adults at the school, he would have received it <laughs> because yeah. this is different. It's I'm, not as if he's making screws again. You know what? This is I'm is, is legitimately family. That, like, if
3: he asked the adult, <laughs> he is an adult. I don't know. I think I would have done the same. You know what I mean? Like, adult. Maybe he school. just trusts Harry and Hermione because he really just wants them to keep him company. And he, 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 I think maybe in Hagrid's mind he's thinking, okay, so I'm gonna get sacked anyways. I want to make sure that like someone's at least coming out and like talking to gropp and having conversations. with Them are keeping him company, and I, I have a feeling like this whole umbridge in the school is not going to be lasting long so maybe by like the summer or like next school semester that he'll be back so he's just worried doesn't want doesn't want to raise suspicion to be like because they're going to have people like you need to get him out of here we need to do this we need to do that we're like mm-hmm. they're going to make him kind of do like the dragon situation so he's thinking if i just get ron and her mind or ron harry and her mind really because he does ask if ron can help out he's like oh if ron wants to help out whatever that um It's only for, like, roughly another month. Umbridge is going to be gone. I'm going to be back. So it's not... You know what I mean? He doesn't want to go through all of that of telling his co-workers um, what he's got hiding in the woods. Do you
2: wonder sometimes... I know you love Hagrid, and I know that you can see faults in these characters just like I feel like we all can within our favorite characters. Do you sometimes think that what he asks of them is inappropriate given their age
3: um yeah i mean i think that in this instant yes but like what else has he really asked of them give me examples
2: things with the sorcerer stone norbert stuff like that
3: i don't think he asked them they they were just there you know what i mean like he didn't ask them to be a part of like the whole dragon thing he just couldn't keep it a secret because they were nosy he
2: asked them to to bring Norbert to the top of the tower though. I mean,
3: I don't know. Was it I mean, thing? I I think that
2: what Dumbledore <laughs> asks of Harry is inappropriate. I well, see where, where laugh you're laughing from time to time. <laughs> I don't even know what you're laughing about. What'd you say? Is that, at me. Sarah Why? was like, I mean it's <laughs> not that dangerous. <laughs> no, I see where I mean
0: Tiff,
2: I see I, where I, you're coming from, but but I, it just like sometimes I'm like, I wish you would have asked. Like, I wonder if he feels like he doesn't have actual friendships like he... with the other Correct. adults at the school. I think
3: that for him, because yeah. I don't know if any of of the teachers really we see later on. Right with with McGonagall saying, "Well, if Dumbledore trusts Hagrid, because they um, they didn't want to involve him," you know, remember? So I think she had to come around to it. Feels, um inadequate inadequate he has a lot of because he didn't finish school you know what i mean so like yeah. he's thinking i'm not as educated as them i'm not uh, you know mm-hmm. i don't have the same kind of rights and he wasn't always a teacher for a long time he was just the keeper of keys and grounds of hogwarts mm-hmm. so he doesn't feel like he is respected by them you know what i mean um and i think the same with with ron and hagrid they both have a lot of similarities in like their confidence like when when both of them, like when Ron is a confident Quidditch player, he's good. And like he he's a smart guy. He just doesn't always have that confidence in himself. Mm-hmm. Where like Hagrid's a phenomenal teacher because he really loves creatures and he loves what he's talking about. Uh, but when he lets people really amp up his insecurities, he um just lets it get lets it get to him. And then, you know, he starts teaching about flobber worms, you know what I mean? so do I think that he should have had them in the woods no but he's also talking to like Harry and Hermione where he trusts them enough not to get themselves hurt should he have done it probably not um still doesn't make just me like him any less no
2: I don't know it shouldn't make you like him any less I just wondered if that that thought ever crossed your mind like what are you
0: doing dude I think that this is just proof that he just has a completely different relationship with the trio um yes. Compared to anybody else. I mean, like he truly <laughs> views the three of them as friends. Right. And I Which think
3: cannot always be appropriate. Well, and I think sure. part of it is because of how he was brought up. He got kicked out of school and he was when I want a p- third grade, correct? I want a p- in third year. So thirteen years old, right? Yeah. In third grade.
2: <laughs> in <the> third year. <gasps> yeah. No, but when I think about this, I think of serious. Yes. Stifled. Yeah.
3: Yes. Not stunted a able little
2: bit. To, to grow. Yes, yeah, stunted is a better word. Yeah. Um, not able to grow to to maybe fully mature with these ideas. And I love Haggard, don't get me wrong about that. I mean, he's fantastic. But just like any real person, you know, there are faults.
3: Well, and I, I like that they brought up in the chat that, you know, he really had to grow up early because when did his mom leave? You know what mm. I mean? So by the age of thirteen his mom has left him his dad is dead correct mm-hmm. um and then he gets kicked out of school so like right. you're still young and learning how to yourself. be a human at 13 years old and Dumbledore's not um, always paternal and like but do, like for for <clears throat> dumbledore though like not to say like that that is what he should be doing for students like that it's not, it's not, not a serious his job. place I get it. but does he himself know how to do that you know what i mean
2: those are grounds for some papers um i don't know what else to say about haggard that's fine them. no we can move on we can move on. it's actually your part isn't it i don't
3: know katie were yep. you done speaking <laughs> do you have yes, anything ma'am. to add on the haggard front
1: he just you know i think he guys are right he doesn't feel he doesn't feel worthy enough to really ask anybody else and i mean we see that in book one, when McGonagall's like, Do you, do you trust Hagger with something like this? Yeah. And Dumbledore always stands by him. And I think everyone comes around eventually, but like Hagger probably just, you know, he trusts these guys with his life, literally. You would ask them for anything yeah. in their family. But mm. is it too much? Probs.
0: I want to reiterate, <laughs> I want to reiterate what was brought up, I believe. I don't remember who brought it up, but I like the, you know, the comparison of, he might be worried about what happened with Norbert could happen with Gropp and Gropp Mm -hmm. is his brother. Yeah. So I think that in this particular situation, that is why he goes to the trio because he trusts them in that sense. And while he knows the responsible thing to do might not be to keep Gropp in the forest, it's what he really wants right now. Just like he really wanted to keep Norbert. And Norbert got taken away from him. So I think that he's worried that Gropp will get taken away from him as well if he goes to a teacher.
3: Or worse. Well, and I was just going to say that I'm like, realistically, (laughs) and even in real life history, when when things sometimes like this happens where like all of the giants were kind of corralled together and put in a spot and you're like, you're going to live here, doesn't end well. And they're not like, here, we're going to take you from like where you were living and nothing was wrong. But You're just in a space that we want and we're going to move you here. They're not just like shelling you into like, you know, you're not first class on a train. and a not a train on a plane is what I'm trying to think. They're probably shoving a bunch of people together or well, they're giants. You know what I mean? So like was... they aren't treating them mm-hmm. well at all. So he doesn't in his head thinking maybe with with the dragon that you were being being picked up by um people that work at like a dragon sanctuary basically right but this time he doesn't know what would happen where he would go how he's going to be treated and he knows in his head that the giants before that were all corralled together weren't probably hurt in the process and he doesn't want that for his brother he probably wouldn't want it for any of the other giants um yeah
1: Trigger warning. The following includes discussion
0: of imperialism and the trauma inflicted on Native Americans. To skip this content, move forward one minute. Discord's
2: making the connection that I made in my head. So when we think about when you keep pushing and pushing and pushing these giants away, it's like in early America when the Native Americans were pushed and pushed and killed and a lot of other awful, terrible things, you know, to take their land and to put them somewhere else because they were considered to be lesser. Yeah. And it's disgusting and absolutely wrong.
3: Yeah. I think just Hagrid has a really big heart. And I think, I think because I always say that you're a product of his environment and he wasn't um, raised with a lot of role models that were strong and in his life because his mother left him, his father died and then he had to grow up and he was no longer in school um, and I don't know did he immediately start working at Hogwarts I don't know um, so I think that he knows what it feels like to be like not forgotten but basically he knows what it's like to be that that person and he doesn't want any person or creature or anything um, to be you know what I mean like left left out or being treated wrong um and i think that's a huge part of why he uh is on like this side of the argument of like the war in general you know what i mean mm-hmm. i just love him so let's talk about into the woods not the movie or the play into the woods into the i literally the was singing woods. that in my head whilst writing this i into was the woods the
1: grandmother's house lost in the woods <laughs> One
3: Christoph. Oh. <laughs> I one oh. Kristoff I didn't like that song when I first heard it it's 80's ballad it's one
0: ballad, man. of my favorite songs same. same and then I watched the behind the scenes of Jonathan Groff recording it and them writing it and oh my god it's just so good the oh, animation can you send me that I wanna know it's on it's on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus it's so it's good it's called Into oh. the Unknown The Making of Frozen 2 the animation the for that scene
1: is like them making it is the best storyline it's so funny oh my god i love
0: jonathan
3: groff i really enjoyed that movie Mm -hmm. frozen Two. if you didn't know um i also liked into the woods i'm a musical fan so you don't say Eh. (laughs) all right so they um the group is pretty much silent as they're walking into further into the forest into the woods and it grew dark because the path was so overgrown um they were way past the clearing where hagrid had shown them Um, Thestrals but Harry really wasn't Worried until Hagrid started to weave Around trees to get to the heart Of the forest Mm. Um, Harry asked when uh, Nope he asked where they were going uh, Remembering the last time he was Into the woods I don't know why I keep saying it like that And strayed (laughs) from the path Um, And he tells them that it's just He being Hagrid tells them it's just a little further to go And it seems easy for Hagrid to get Through the forest like Harry compares it To him walking through cobwebs Um, but Hermione and Harry keep getting their clothes caught like on branches and thorns and stuff to the point where like it takes them minutes to uh, like get their robes and stuff unattached Um, and Harry's arms and legs were getting scratched I'm not laughing at that I'm laughing at Sasa thoughts in my head you're a goose okay so Ron or Harry keep saying Ron I just want him to be there (sighs) he's off winning games and stuff you know so Harry's arms and legs are getting scratched um, and Harry can Harry can barely see Hagrid in front of them because it's like that's how thick the trees are overhead and like how dark it is in the woods and he just um, noticed like realizes like there's no creatures around them which seems strange because um, usually by now like the woods would, in the woods there would have been like some animal or something living there that they would mm-hmm. have like come upon mm-hmm. but there's nothing creepy so Hermione asks if they could light their wands and Hagrid tells her just for a moment so he can fill them in on their situation so he's like yeah I guess why not so with the wands lit he basically says that he's gonna be fired any day now so he's like y'all my name is on my I'm getting the pink slip I'm getting fired um and they were like what What? why would you say that um he's like Umbridge thinks that Hagrid was the one that put the Niffler in her office Mm -hmm. and Harry's like well did you <laughs> and he's like no he didn't do it but because it's a magical creature umbridge is going to assume it was him and blame him for it and so she's been looking for any excuse to fire him anyways and even though he doesn't want to go he needs to show them the reason he isn't leaving right now because if it wasn't for Grop, which we're going to see at the in five seconds basically <laughs> he would have been gone um just i think part of that's just so like she can have the satisfaction of like kicking him out basically yeah um but uh he's not gonna he's like i have to show you this i'm not gonna go and um she he doesn't want her to get the chance to get rid of him like she tried to get rid of trelawney which yes she was fired but no she's still at hogwarts so you only want half the battle umbridge so harry and hermione aren't pleased but ha- hagrid stops them from saying more um with the fact that, like, he'll be able to help Dumbledore once he leaves Hogwarts, um, and he can help the Order as well, and he's like, Grubbly Plank will help them with your class, like, finals will be, it'll be fine, it'll all be okay. And so he's even, like, getting upset, like, he's basically crying, he's, like, teary-eyed, and tells him, like, don't worry about him, um, and really the only reason he's telling this is, be- telling them this is because he needs their help, and runs if he's willing to help them. Um, so Harry tells him, like, of course that they'll help you, like, with whatever you need. Um, and he's like, Haggard's grateful that they're willing to help me. He's like, I knew you'd help me. Like, I knew you, you would do whatever. So, like, they just had a little further to go into the woods and they're going past some nettles. And I decided to Google nettles because why not? Um, and I do have a funny story about them. But I, I literally Googled nettles. And the very first thing is like six benefits of stinging nettles plus side effects. And then it says, people also ask, can you eat nettles? Um, and it says, this is from how to pick and eat nettles demuth's cookery school i don't know if that's real but it made me laugh a little bit because they're also delicious to eat and make a healthy relaxing herb tea nettles are traditionally eaten in early spring as they're one of the first edible green shoots to appear uh, it's known as pot herb in addition to nettle soup you'll also find old recipes full nettle nettle wow nettle beer and nettle tea don't take this from me i don't know if you can actually eat nettles um who knows i'm not eating them but um and then at the next thing the next question that people ask is what happens if you touch nettles Net- nettles are plants with sharp hairs on their leaves if you touch them these hairs inject irritants into the skin making it itchy red and swollen which when i was in ireland my cousin like fell and not scraped her hands but like she landed because she was like this is gonna sound ridiculous. She was trying to climb a fence, but like in a house that we knew the people that lived there. Um and she was just not trying to climb the fence, but she was trying to like look, get like a better look at the house. It's a long story, but she ended up slipping and scratching her hands on the nettles. We weren't like trespassing. We are related to the owners. Sure. <laughs> sounds terrible. Um that house is now like it's like a family kind of thing. Anyway, so she scrapes her hands on the nettles. <laughs> then we're in the car. And she's like, God, my hands kinda hurt <laughs> and her mom who was with us, my aunt, was like, You're fine, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> it was like thirty minutes later, her hands are red and swollen and my other aunt, so like my two aunts are sisters, she's like, You need to stop and get her or something. She's like, She's fine. Oh my god! They ended up stopping. Like they don't have Benadryl, but they had something like Benadryl that they right. gave her. But it was pretty funny. She was laughing, and she wasn't
1: hurt. <laughs> um, so many disclaimers <laughs> to that story. I we knew that we were ha- trespassing. She was laughing. I know it was. <laughs> was it,
3: it, it was my grandma's cousin's cottage. Um, so he knew we were there. Um, but according to. Um, the internet nettles were used in potion making dried nettles were used in boil boil cure potion they were presumably the main ingredients of beverages like nettle wine and nettle tea i bet you water was probably the main ingredient but what do i know nettles could also be made into a soup which were rumored to improve the glossiness of one's hair interesting Glossy. Yeah. Um. So, fun facts of that. Anyways, let's go back to the chapter. <laughs> so, after about fifteen more minutes of walking, Harry um was about to ask if they were there yet when Hagrid kind of threw his arm to stop them, and told them to be easy and very quiet. And then this is quoting from the book. It says they crept forward, and Harry saw what they were facing, t- saw that they were facing a large, smooth mound of earth, near nearly as tall as Hagrid, <sighs> that he thought with a jolt of dread was sure to be the lair of some enormous animal. Trees had been ripped up at the roots all around the mound so that it stood on a bare patch of ground surrounded by heaps of trunks and I don't know if that's the B- right word. Boughs, boughs that formed a kind of fence or barricade which behind which Harry, Hermione, and Hagrid now stood. Um,
2: the him laying down, laying down, is almost the height of Hagrid.
3: Hmm.
2: so mm-hmm. I always imagine him like laying on his side right so that like the width of Grop is almost the height of Hagrid
3: yeah That in th- Hagrid according to the internet is 8 feet and 6 inches tall well thick <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my god
3: <laughs> cause like how t- do we ever find out how tall Grop is Megan <laughs> Like said that. about 16 feet. That's what I thought in my head, but I didn't know if that was right.
1: That's all. how many Here DeVito's? Could you how many yeah. DeVito's is so 16 feet? At
3: least four. <laughs> <laughs> if he's four something feet tall. At least four. Four, four and four. Okay, I was going to say, then I was going to correct nice. myself and be like three something because like he's over four foot.
1: Because four times <laughs> four is 16, Tiffany. <laughs>
3: Thank you. So um, Hagrid comments sleeping. That's all he says. And would you look at that? Would you look at it? (laughs) Whatever the mound was was in fact something sleeping. Harry's (laughs) like there's some great big lungs on that thing. That's not exactly how he says it in his head but basically. So um, Hermione looked terrified and asks Hagrid who it was and Harry's like Isn't the question, shouldn't it be like, what What? is it? (laughs) And then Hermione then goes on to remind us, basically, and Hagrid that he said none of them wanted to come and it dawns on Harry that that mound is actually a giant. Oh, buddy. This is
1: kind of a cute throwback to when Harry first meets Hagrid and in his head, he wants to say, what are you? But he's polite and says, who are you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's
3: good. That's good.
1: Little so. Harry, <laughs> little wee Harry.
3: Turns out that the giant didn't actually want to come with Hagrid, but Hagrid brought him there because he knew that if he could teach him some manners, then he'd be able to show people that he's harmless. Because Hermione's like, "What's he doing here?" Basically, and Hermione does not care for this answer, and she's like, "So he's the one that's been hurting you? That's why you're injured?" Um, and Hagrid says that he doesn't know, like he hasn't said the name out, but we know it's Grop. Basically, Grop doesn't know his own strength, but he's getting better at not fighting him so much anymore. Um, and like, that's the reason why it took Hagrid so long to get back from the giants was because he brought him, um, back with him and he brought him back because he was being bullied because he was so small and her mind is like small. <laughs> probably didn't. She probably didn't say it exactly like probably, that. She so. <laughs> like freaks out. Um, but he's like, I couldn't I couldn't leave him. So Hagrid tells Hermione and Harry that that sleeping mound is in fact his brother. So after Hagrid's mom left his dad, she went and had a baby with a giant. It's a boy. Um and that baby is now <laughs> sleeping on the <laughs> on the forbidden forest forest floor, and his name is Grop.
1: Grop At least that's bay. what Grop it bay. sounds like.
3: Yeah. Look, what do you think his real name is? I don't know. I looked it up and
2: all the articles that i was like what does that mean is it just like gibberish? i think his <laughs> name was
1: crog oh my god uh <laughs> high school uh, i oh don't know god. what that means
3: but <laughs> i used to play that on uh that guitar game <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah.
3: but I, I i this is like an emotional as much as we we're joking around like it's emotional for haggard to even talk about it because i think like as I've just said, he has a big heart and I'm I'm opening the wrong book.
2: <laughs> I think his name was old Greg. Uh,
3: oh my God. But it's just the way like he's talking about it, that he's like, it's my, that's the only family he has left. And he, it's like, I think part of it is yes. Like he doesn't, he doesn't like to see someone get bullied and someone get picked on, but he also doesn't like, he didn't want to leave his only family it's like doubled because it's yeah his family. yeah yeah and he's like telling her because he's like I think at one point he was like it said he sounded desperate um he sounded close to tears <sighs> poor Hagrid I just want to give him a hug yep and like at this point he is crying like he's like it's my brother like he's just oh yep sad it's just sad <coughs>
0: What is that noise? Does that mean it's time for the lightning bolt questions?
1: Okay. Ask me something. Squeeze lightning. It's part of lightning.
0: Look at at me. (laughs) You look so cute.
2: Distinguished. Sasa doesn't know how to drink from a straw.
3: (laughs) Brunettes is doing um, The Office. Who?
0: Runeuts. Ooh. I, I like donuts. Okay. <laughs> Michael's so like my donut
3: maple bacon.
0: Lightning bolt question. First one comes from Kendra. And it is do you think Mrs. Weasley would have actually been mad at Ron for Fred and George leaving? Or is that just him being no. dramatic?
1: Dramatic.
3: I don't I don't think she would have been mad at him. No, But maybe I think she would have asked him, like, did you know about this? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, she would have asked him, but I don't think she,
2: yeah.
1: she yeah, would have been mad. That's llama drama. For sure. True. True.
3: I think, honestly, I think what this just drama? runs. Llama drama. <laughs> llama. I thought
0: you said that. I'm like, did you say mama drama or llama drama? Llama mama drama. <laughs> Um, I agree. I think that she would have questioned him for sure, been probably annoyed that he didn't have answers, but like not legitimately angry at him, you know, even though she's petty. Betty. She's petty, Betty. Um, Next question comes from Carly. Who is your favorite Weasley child? Pick one for Arthur and one for Molly. What? Molly is totally Jenny. It's totally Jenny.
3: I don't know. Uh, I think her
0: favorite's Bill. You think Bill? See, yeah. but
3: but also, Bill. I also think, I though, because, so. like, he's got, like, long love hair and an earring see. and she doesn't care for that. Yeah. Because um, she seems a little bit more conservative in that aspect. Yeah. I don't know. I almost said Charlie, but he then doesn't get married and give her grandchildren. Not mm-hmm. that that's a bad thing, but, like, Currently, my mother's favorite gave her a grandchild, so. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe when I give her one, then I'll be returned to glory. (laughs) I mean, technically, I birthed a baby, so am I the favorite? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true.
3: Your baby's the favorite, let's be Mm -hmm. honest.
0: I don't know, maybe Arthur's favorite is Jenny, but Molly's favorite is Bill.
1: I think Arthur's favorite is the twins.
0: Yeah, kind of yeah, I can't but pick between them. <laughs> but honestly, like, I don't
3: know. I kind of, I kind of also see him not having a favorite and just like loving them all. Yeah, that's true as well. You know, what if we have to? Because, like, I mean, I, I genuinely like, I say my parents have a favorite, but like, there are they are pretty much like they don't care for e- all
2: of
1: you. That's, yeah,
3: that's, <laughs> that's what dad would say. Slash my mom, depending on depending on her mood, she goes, "I don't like any of you." <laughs> Vinny,
1: Vinny said that he thinks that Molly's favorite is Ron, especially Deathly Hollows. I actually think I agree with that. I can I can agree with that.
3: I don't
2: like doing parental
1: th- favorites.
3: But, like, here's here's my thing. And I know that, like, there are times when I... My, my mother and I don't get along, but I know that, like, genuinely I'm her favorite. But she also, like, annoys the crap out of me more than she probably does to my siblings, and I think that's why I'm the favorite of hers. Because, like, I think Ron doesn't give her a lot of grief and, like, uh, in the aspect of, like, I don't know. I think I, I just think I can understand why, why someone would say that, like, Ron is her favorite. Even though, like, sometimes he feels forgotten, which I get. That's a long-winded conversation. In it, though? Yeah. Next
0: All question. Right. Next question is... I think this one's kind of fun. Nope Rope asks, what do you think the twins' apartment looks like in Diagon Alley?
1: Ooh, are they, like, crazy messy, or are they actually, like, tidy?
0: So, I think, I think that their living space. spaces yeah. are tidy, but yeah. they have crazy offices. Yes, like, do they have a to their madness. Yeah.
3: Do you think that they still share a room? Yes.
0: <laughs> Well... Bunk beds. <laughs> I think when they get their own place, they probably so don't. Because I bet you they want to invite, like, you know, Angelina over.
1: Oh, my oh, lord. Well, that's weird because, like...
0: She's, she's own school.
1: She'll she the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But
0: I think I that I, like, I kind really of envision they're, like... Their style to be like very bold colors kind of just like their orange. store
3: i think you know? orange and
0: red for yeah bright bold colors everywhere like nothing plain in that apartment
3: who do you think cooks
0: i bet they both do i bet they like do it together
1: they're so like, cute
0: like remy and Linguini, man yeah <laughs> Oh God! This is so sad. no. Don't even Sarah. Don't, I do just it. don't even ask. She <laughs> has <tears>. She's laughing, <laughs> so she stops up. crying. Don't say do it. Don't do it. God. Don't ask Why me do you hate everyone She's crying. If I'm being honest, I would love to go and see what their apartment looks like in Diagon, and, and I bet you it is you. right above their shop. I agree. <laughs> I'm not even gonna let her ask that question because it's depressing. I'm just so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Next question's from Mia. Is this how you say that? Can you lucid dream? What is lucid? Yeah.
3: It's like like, answering yes, but I
0: I looked it up, which is why I was curious about the question, but is that how you say it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes and no for me. Can you explain exactly lucid so I get it right? Um so it means like very clearly. Oh. Only when no, I- Marty's lucid. being dream Marty. No, I it's, think it's like that wanna... you can control
3: your dreams. So like you can when you're conscious and... during
0: a dream. Oh heck no. Okay. Not me. So I only do in one instance of a dream. It's and nightmare? It, it, no, mm-hmm. it's when I dream that I have to go to the bathroom. Oh. I will dream that I have to pee, and I can wake myself up. That's the only time, that's though. Handy. Like, like when I dream that, I'm like, <laughs> you better wake yourself up.
2: Are you <laughs> Otherwise,
0: things You're are not, gonna happen.
2: Megan, I mean, it's nice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I don't have lucid dreams, but I think I have dreams that, like... And you might not believe this, but I, I think that I have dreams um that, like, not... T- <laughs> I, for lack of, like, a better term for it, kind of, like, not tell me the future, but, like, kind of. There's actually a Felix Files where I talk about some of my weird dreams that I've had with our friend E. Kirk2006. Um, so... Because I've had dreams, it's like in 2020 that um, looking back, it was like oh, should have seen things coming.
2: Remember yeah. when you cried and you couldn't even get I'm, your question out? I, well, I literally,
3: literally have to ask
0: it. stop. No, we're and not talking I, it wasn't, about it.
3: It wasn't even it wasn't even the question that made me cry. It was the fact that like he's gonna Thinking lose his about it and I'm gonna start <laughs> crying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just so sad. It is very sad. Because oh, then I envision them, like, cooking together, and then, like, George can't cook anymore because Fred's not with him, and I'm going to start crying. So we have to move on. All right. It's really sad. So, I mean, I guess,
0: me. I don't know. Is that, is what I have considered a lucid dream? I don't know if I'm necessarily, like, I guess it's, I, like, have to come to terms with it. It's, like, once I once I consciously realize what I'm dreaming I can then, like, snap out of it. Does that make sense? I mean, yes, but no, because I can't do that. I've never but that's that. literally the only situation that I can ever do that in. Otherwise, I usually am just waking up in the morning being like, what just happened? I was in a house that I knew was my house, but doesn't look like my house. Does that happen and to? I was with somebody named Katie, who I knew was Katie, but looked nothing like Katie. And we were in this whole, like, situation where, like, we were about to die. I'm sure, like my dreams, dreams are like terrifying all the time. Oh
3: no, I have a lot lately. Honestly, I've been having a lot of dreams with family members in it. Um, so that's fun. I actually had a dream the other day that I was in Ireland with my aunt, and my cousin. <laughs>
1: fun fact: eating good I food. Literally, only have high stress dreams.
3: Oh, those are the two dreams I have. They're either family in them, or I'm stressed out. I have a lot of dreams I'm back in high school and I'm trying to get to work or I'm at work and like, I'm trying to get to like wherever and I can't get there and I can't get there and I can't get there.
0: What are your stress worse? dreams about? It'll
1: literally be like, say I'm like really stressed for like a week or two weeks. It will be a, like it'll make sense in the dream. And then I wake up and I go, what the heck just happened? And it's literally a mashup of weird occurrences, all the things that stressed me out somehow playing into mm-hmm. one dream Turned into some kind of nightmare.
0: It's really crazy. We should do a dream episode because I have some like really weird recurring dreams. You really none
3: of mine are recurring.
0: Oh, I have two that are recurring Mm -hmm. all the time. Ever since I was little. Like I mean, like I've had these same two since I was little. (gasps) I have recurring dreams with snakes too, and it's terrifying. (laughs) I hate it. And it's usually only when I have a fever, (laughs) fever
2: dreams, man,
0: but it's chasing me and I can't get away from it. And it doesn't matter what I do. And I always, I'll close the door and it gets under the door. I'll have bunk beds and I climb up on top of the bunk bed and it gets up there. And then I jump down and it falls down and I can't get away from it. And I hate it so much. I'm sorry. I hate it. I've really woken up screaming. <laughs> yes. I hate it. Usually I wake up screaming because it's like jumping at me about to bite, and then I like wake up. It's the worst. <laughs> I hate it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm running away from snakes in real life, apparently.
2: Um <laughs> do we have any more questions or <laughs> no <laughs> Okay?
1: Who won House Cup? Let's see.
0: It's probably Gryffindor. Jess, you got a bingo? Did you just get it? Oh, man. Literally, talk about (laughs) coming in the last second. Actual crying has won it. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, welcome. Hufflepuff. Actual crying. Oh, man. That means... No way, Slytherin wins the house Bart. cup. Whoa. Good job, Slytherin. You snakes. Good job. Sarah almost
2: <laughs> says something inappropriate. It should just be Sarah's. Sarah did that a lot. That was that one should be on there. And then she did, did, did end up saying things. <laughs>
3: I mean, it's only fair that Slytherin lost Quidditch because they can't play um, that they won this House
0: Cup. I agree. Yeah, it evens out. Um, All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Fan story time! This week's fan story comes from Peter. Peter says, Hope you all are well. I wanted to share my Potter story with you all, if that's okay. I really love this podcast, and it would be amazing to share my Potter story with everyone. Peter, I shall grant your your wish. Right now. (laughs) Your wish. Here it goes. I first read Harry Potter when I was in third grade. My older brother had read the books and told me that I would like them. I didn't like reading, so I resisted for a few months. But But by the end of third grade, I had read them all. That's when my love for reading began. Though I read other books, I always came back to Harry Potter. Originally, it was just because it was really cool. As I grew up, though, I began to fit in less and less, and I increasingly returned to my home at Hogwarts. No matter how dark high school became, Harry Potter was always there. And if Harry could be brave, then I could try to be brave too. Harry and his friends, particularly Luna, helped me survive bullying, depression, an abusive relationship, being a closeted non-binary individual, and so much more. So many people have already said this, but I am here because of Harry Potter. Mm
3: -hmm. When
1: I arrived at college, I found out about Quidditch. For once in my life, I found people, a whole group of them, who prided themselves on their connection to Harry Potter. Like Luna said, it's like having friends, and I mean that in the best way possible. Now I'm starting my third year of college as a captain of my Quidditch team. I never could have imagined having an entire group of people trust me to lead them. Harry Potter is more than an escape for me. J.K. Rowling's world is is actively providing me with a way to become a leader, build my confidence, take risks, and have friends. The first practice of the year with new players is this Sunday, and I couldn't be more excited. Also to the hosts of Swish and Flick... Thank you for hosting what is much more than a Harry Potter podcast. You're so welcoming and accepting and while Harry Potter may be amazing, it is even better to share that with a community that is as respectful and as caring as this one. Thanks. Peter Peter the Pol- Peter the Petergeist, which is his Quidditch oh, Captain it. name. That's, awesome. I That's awesome. awesome. Peter. That is so cool. I love your story. I mean I I mean, I've talked about it before. I was bullied too. We've all dealt with our own stuff, and I'm just glad that you have a home with it just like the rest of us do.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's really cool that you play Quidditch, like, in real life. Yeah! I seriously, when COVID is all done, I want to go to, like, the Quidditch World Cup and, like, watch the games and stuff. It would be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Peter, thank you also you are a very active member in our community, and I'm super glad that yeah. you're here with us. Yes, we are too. Okay, so full disclosure: this joke did not come from the joke book because we're still in Cleveland, and I still don't have my joke book. But I got one from my friend Jess. Shout out to her, and it's it's wizarding related, so it works. Thank you, Iggy. Hmm. What do you call <laughs> a lost wolf? Oh, I don't Milstar. know what a werewolf. <laughs>
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 can I read? Did you like read, um, A crying joke.
1: What is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> oh my God! Here we Why go. Why did the
3: noble gas cry? Because all his friends are gone. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Argon. It's a
1: gas.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Oh. <laughs> oh. Well I'll on that them. note, make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at the Peachers Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff underscore flick, and Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's.
2: Three ding. Who has a bell? Ding. Ding, ding, ding the bell.
0: <laughs> Tiff, what you up to? Funny you should ask Megan. <coughs> So,
2: Sasa and I have a new project. I hope you're all very much ready. So, like a lot of our listeners, you have multiple fandoms that you love. And so do we, and we've talked about it multiple times. Our love for the warring of stars, or otherwise known as Star Wars. So... Sarah and I are starting an adventure. We are starting a brand new podcast. And it is going to be all about us, our love for Star Wars. And it's going to focus mostly on us learning all about Star Wars (laughs) and learning our
3: way. May the Schwartz be with you.
2: (laughs) And so the name of this podcast is The Padawan Transmissions. And we're getting ready to drop our first. It'll be out
3: by the time this episode comes episode,
2: out. So just a mini intro. How exciting. Yes. Yeah, so Megan and Katie made our, or was it just Katie? <laughs> I <don't> want to give.
3: <laughs> Megan to be like, I supported it, her.
1: Okay. So I did the design and then would ask Meg like, what's dumb about this? Something's not right. And she'd be like, we'll try this. And then it would work. That's how we go. So, That's just how you we team work effort. That's how we work. Okay. I, never, I always
2: say both of you because I figure y'all work together anyway. If it's, so if it's and-
1: different and one of us wants credit, we always shout each other out. So, it's, yeah. it's fair to just be like, yeah, they did it.
2: <laughs> Good. So, you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at the Padawan Transmissions. And yeah, I'm. Really excited. It's going to be a bi-weekly podcast, so it's not going to be every week. Definitely bi-weekly. And, yeah, we're just going to have some fun with it. I'm really excited. I'm excited for you guys. And, uh, well, I thank you. I thank you. It's just nice to, I don't know, to be able to, like, have a platform to talk about how much we love star wars as well and it will be um only on spotify and what else did i want to say oh i started a new workout program this week it's really hard but it's a lot of fun and i'm pretty excited about it and you can follow that in the swish and fit facebook group
0: cool i'm done you love <laughs> to I started a new book. I wanted to start the Obama book, but then I was told that the audiobook is Obama speaking. And I was like, yeah, I really want to listen to that. So, <laughs> I decided not to read it and I'm going to listen to it and Katie and I are going to listen to it together on our drive back to Florida this weekend. Um, we were gonna leave on Saturday, but then Katie's aunt was like, "I'm making goulash, and you guys can come and pick up a to-go plate." And I was like, "Let's leave Sunday." <laughs> <laughs> She's talking oh. to the pup and me. Yeah. So Free I was food. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, family goulash day. Goulash. We're actually gonna like be here for family goulash day. You know what I'm secretly hoping? And by what I mean family goulash day, I mean literally. Her aunt is making it and everybody's driving to be handed a plate through the door and yes, leave. Yes. I'm secretly <laughs> but, hoping she makes her homemade bread and we get a piece of bread.
1: Oh, my God. Yes.
3: That'd <laughs> be great. I don't know what goulash
0: is.
1: It's like a stew. It's like a, mm. like, if soup and stew married.
0: Yeah. It's like a little is.
1: thinner than stew. I don't love stew oh give me all the stew it's thinner than it's, stew
0: it's, so it's like more soupy the thing soupy, that but... I
1: don't
3: like about stew is the potato part of it so like <gasps> I don't like too much broth and so I have to mash up my potatoes so it's more like a pot roast kind of meal <laughs> with
1: gravy Sarah do you like K-Stew? K-Stew or
3: I don't know what K-Stew is yes you do
1: Kristen out, Stewart. <laughs>
3: eh. I was thinking I'm is that who she's talking about
0: <laughs> uh um so yeah we're excited about that but um besides that i don't have we have really been just chilling honestly we've been so like focused on the holidays and we want we finished glee i don't actually i don't think i've mentioned that we have finished glee and let me tell you i have a hard time saying goodbye to characters i'm just really obsessed with kurt and blaine and i want more i want more but it's <laughs> been years. Off. So, yeah, that's all I got.
1: What am I doing? I started finally reading Fangirl. And I love it. Here for it. Highly recommend. I probably only have like 100 pages left. So I need to finish that. Um, what else have I been doing? Just chilling. And... Yeah, recouping from the holidays, getting ready for a really long drive, and screaming cats. It's going to be a good time. If anybody is listening to this the day it comes out, I'm probably driving right now, so (laughs) we might go live in the car to keep ourselves occupied, so (laughs) look out Mm -hmm. for that, I guess. Yeah. What you up to, Sasa
3: uh just trying to survive um needless to say work is crazy um i've been reading um obama's book a promised land which is so so good um (laughs) and i said this to my friend the other day i'm like this sounds awful because i really enjoy this book but i can't wait to be done with it so i can move on to another book um so i'm reading this i'm almost done with it i have like 200 pages left and then I'm going to do, I bought um, too many books over, like, the Christmas, New Year's season. Um, so my next book I'm going to read, I think, is going to be The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. And then there were several other books I bought. Because I asked people, Um, I do have a, I do have a good reads, but um, I'm horrible at updating it. I asked people on Instagram to the point where my cousin's like, Oh, you're like an influencer, because I got so many recommendations of books to read. <laughs> And I, um, people wanted me to share them. So I was like sharing people's things. And I started, I think it's called a highlight. You can tell that I don't know how social media works. So a bunch of book recommendations are on there. So, um, I'm like going, working through, um, when I say working through, I'm just reading a book at a time. So I'm going to read Obama's book. I'm going to finish his, um, and then work through the stack of books that I bought. Um, and I also finished, The Court of Wings and Ruin. And then, so, like, that was book three of that series. Book four is coming out in February, and I'm very excited for that. And actually, Wings and Ruin was so good. But, like, I had to, like, I was having, like, anxiety times where, like, I had to put the book down. Basically, I had to put it in the freezer for a while. I didn't actually put it in a freezer. That's a Friends reference. Um, (laughs) And so I finished that, and then there's, like, a little, like... Another book, but they I think it's numbered like 3.1, which is Frost and Starlight or something. And I finished that. That was also a quick read in a very good book. And so, yeah, if you have any book recommendations, send them my way. Books, man. Speaking yeah. of books,
2: I want to give someone a shout out. And she doesn't know that I'm going to do this. I want to shout out our main girl, Steph Holmes, because Steph started a bookstagram. Did she? Yes. My cousin started
3: one too. So I love bookstagrams to the point where I'm like, I want to start one, but I really don't because I'm horrible at social media, but I'll follow you.
2: Her handle is the.bookish.biologist. Ooh, I like that. The bookish biologist. Go give her a follow She's one of my besties um, who I haven't actually met in real time life but that day you're getting a long awkward hug
3: <laughs> I, she gave me a lot of great recommendations as well so um, books to read
2: yeah so go follow her she's awesome
0: I followed her that's great <laughs> I got a girlfriend
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: what is this did, Returns did anybody
0: do any of us, do any of you guys, sorry, have Goodreads accounts that you want to share? I'll make one. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Know so my
3: handle is on Goodreads, but you can find me on there. I'll do um, it. I'll also say, other. unrelated to reading, I am still, like, working out. Not every day, because when I don't work out on days I work. They work full hour chips, and they kick my butt. Um, And I also had to say that I stopped counting miles, because I started, like, it overtook my life and it was giving me anxiety So I had it for my own mental health Stop counting my miles But I either work out on the treadmill or the bike And then you know I look at weights And put, pick them up and then put them back down again You know But I don't know what my good read handle is You can find me on there my is a friend Maybe I'll update it
0: while I'm on here <laughs> I set my goal for a hundred books this year Woo! I really want to do it I really want to I, do it mine's gonna be like
3: two <laughs> i was thinking like maybe i could read two books a month it's 24 in a year <laughs> you also like seem to be a slow reader i don't when do i have time to read Me? how many books hold on and by the time when you started eye of the world till now how many books did you start and finish in between reading that one book that you said you really like well, i don't count listening to books as
2: reading i know not everybody <laughs> is totally reading it's not to me though so a lot of books a lot of other I don't know I don't I just personally I don't count that as reading I don't know I'm listening
3: I I think I I consider like if you've listened to a book then you've read the book you might not have actually read it with your eyeballs but like you've read the book no (laughs) So I, I've listened to it, but like regardless, like you know, you you
2: know what the book is, but I didn't read the information for myself. Oh, I listened I to the information. I can't stand you. Yeah, well, get used to it. All right, what's this for? For books and turds?
3: <laughs> for, for book, I must say for books and boyfriends.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no one has one of those here. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: wow, Tiffany. <laughs> for, grops for books and, gals. and babes. For what? I said grops say grops and gals. Grops and gals. <laughs>
3: for grops and gals. Maybe next one. This one could be for books and babes. For oh, babes. see you later umbridge. <laughs> Bye. 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 For a lot of things. I have things. to edit my currently reading list because it's saying I'm reading a book I'm not reading. <laughs>
2: What is it for? Come on, guys! Give I just said in.
3: for books and babes.
2: Books and babes. I'm,
3: I'm here for
2: like it. I like it. For books and babes and turds. Okay. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down.
0: <gasps> Amazing! <in> my boys. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not. I, I get it. I got it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you could type it. You turn every turn Friday, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> especially during dry January. <laughs> we're we're angry
3: <laughs> and sober. <laughs> Look at okay to to ease the tension. Did you say not us? We're sober. (laughs) Oh my God! No 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 no.
2: To ease the tension.